This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. On, on the political scene, uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently, he quoted a British politician, took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry, he reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. <laughs> ah, I see uh, Johnny Carson, a little uh, plagiarism Joe Biden joke way back when. And uh, still he persists. Ah, yes, Joe Biden. Not the smartest man around. That's a for sure. You know, we had... uh, President Trump in the last hour... from the Maria Bartiromo program yesterday, talking about Joe Biden. According to Ted Kennedy, Ted Kennedy told then-citizen Donald Trump that the dumbest member of the the U.S. Senate was Joe Biden, was Joe Biden, which is, you know, kind of impressive because it's got Sheldon Whitehouse. He's no, (laughs) he's not a sharp one, I'll I'll tell you that much. Um, Pretty amazing stuff. And, uh... Uh, 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 uh. And way back when, even decades ago, how many decades ago was that? That's in the 1980s or something, and he's already in the Senate. He was already famous for being a plagiarist, uh, which is a form of theft, stealing, and it's a form of dishonesty as well. And that's Joe Biden. And then he, because he's a Democrat, continued to ascend. And now he's the President of the United States. And we had a nice... Uh, nice woman, Helen, calling from Charleston, South Carolina, who did her impression of Kamala Harris uh, being an idiot and uh, talking about artificial intelligence and things. Well, everything she says, pretty much, uh, she's an idiot because she's speaking. And anytime she speaks out loud, she reveals herself to be a dimwit. But, uh, but Helen was asking, well, what happens if Joe Biden should suddenly take ill? You remember when Joe Biden said, that if it was time for him to step down, that he would fake an illness of some kind, right? Joe Biden did say this. It was a couple of years ago. I think it was, uh, he was already president, I believe, when he said this crazy thing, that if the time came that he would suddenly fall ill, uh, implying that it wouldn't be a real illness, but he'd have to step aside. And then Kamala, Kamala Harris would ascend to the presidency. Um, This is what Joe Biden said back then. When we disagree, it'll be just like so far. It's been just like when Barack and I did. If 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 I reach something where there's a a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll uh, I'll 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 develop some disease and say I have to resign. 
Treadhill, I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Wink, wink. See, he's very comfortable with the lie. Lying to him comes naturally. That that soundbite is a perfect demonstration of the fact that he's very comfortable lying and, and telling untruths. December 3rd of 2020, so uh, after the election of Joseph Robinette Biden and before the inauguration of Joseph Robinette Biden. And uh, keeping in mind, because I think that we should remind ourselves of this frequently, Joe Biden's date of birth, Joe, the day that Joe Biden was born, was closer to Abraham Lincoln's second inauguration than it was to Joe Biden's own inauguration. Joe Biden's date of birth was closer to Abraham Lincoln's second inauguration than it was to Joe Biden's own inauguration. That is, uh, that's an amazing statistic, isn't it? And uh, we're a young country. We're a very young country. But that's remarkable stuff. And uh, who was it? Mike that uh, called in and uh, spoke to Jeff. Jeff is on phones today. The professor. We call him the professor because he's very professorial, isn't he? He's quite professorial. So uh, Mike called in and talked to Jeff, and I looked it up, and it's uh, it's true because we were talking about what would happen if Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, fell ill, wink, wink, and decided to step aside and go, you know, live the life of a millionaire at one of his waterfront mansions uh, and get away from all the glories of uh, the presidency. And Kamala became president of the United States because that's who the Democrats have designated as their backup quarterback. And then they'd have to pick someone to be vice president, you know, like Hillary Clinton, right? Let's say they picked Hillary Clinton. Kamala would be in grave danger, grave danger. If, if uh, Hillary Clinton found herself a heartbeat away from the presidency, boy, oh boy. And it'd be a, a place more dangerous than standing between Chuck Schumer and a bank of network TV cameras. That'd be a dangerous place. But the... Uh, Whoever they picked, uh, let's say it would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? Um, or Che Guevara's grandson or something like that. That person to ascend to the vice presidency would have to be confirmed by the Senate, right? But that person would also have to be confirmed by the House of Representatives, as was Gerald Ford when he was uh, selected by then-President Richard Nixon to become the vice president after Spiro Agnew stepped down uh, amid a uh, legal crisis. And, um, and when Gerald Ford, member of the House of Representatives from Michigan, was uh, selected, he had to be confirmed by the Senate and by the House to ascend to the vice presidency. And then Richard Nixon resigned and Gerald Ford became the president of the United States. It's it's an amazing history we have here. It's too bad the Democrats hate it so much. They, they, uh, they dislike everything about us, don't they? You know why? They're not on our side. That's why. You wish like you had a, sec- a, a third term. If I could make an arrangement where I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was... Uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I'd be fine with that. He'd be fine with that. He'd be fine with that. And uh, honestly, the uh, Democratic National Convention, the nominating convention next year uh, in Chicago, Illinois, right? Um, 
you know, they've got they've got some issues going there. Boy, they've got a lot of issues because Joe Biden, I, I've uh, made the prediction. Uh, Joe Biden is not going to be their nominee. It's, it's what I believe will be the case. And then uh, at the same time, it cannot be Kamala Harris because she's a complete embarrassment. You guys are going to see. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. With your own eyes, I'm telling you. Who else's eyes might the children use, uh, you numbskull? She is, uh, she's really some. Kamala Harris uh, was busy over the weekend going places and saying things. And, uh, you know, not much is better for your entertainment dollar than Kamala Harris giving speeches and saying things because she is tragic. She really is sad and, and pathetic. And she, uh, for example, she uh, tweeted, there's a tweet from, over the weekend, uh, day before yesterday, from the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. The climate crisis doesn't impact all communities equally. You know, they like everything to be equal. Low income, comma, rural, comma, native communities, comma, and communities of color are often the hardest hit. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So I don't breathe the same air I don't live in the same environment as native communities and communities of color and low income and rural people. It's true I don't live in a rural area. Uh, but other than that, and she went on to say, to help address this inequity, first they have uh, equally and communities and communities and uh, communities in this tweet, which is two sentences long. The word communities is used three times, okay? And they have equally and inequity, and uh, so here it goes. To help address this inequity, we're ensuring that overlooked and underserved communities benefit from climate and clean energy projects. You know what that means? Redistribution of wealth. This is uh, socialism under the guise of environmentalism, but but wait, there's more. It's race-based redistribution of wealth being implemented in the name of chocolatey goodness and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, sugar-coated candy canes because communities are not impacted equally by the climate, which probably makes sense to you if you're a Democrat, but otherwise, you know. And also the Northeast is polluted with all that Canadian smoke again. And uh, it has been determined that it's all marijuana smoke. It's not forest fires. After all, it's all marijuana. And the whole country of Canada is having a big smoke fest up there. And uh, the northeastern United States is now getting stoned for free, which is very Canadian. So the climate crisis doesn't impact all communities equally. Low-income, rural, Native American, and communities of color are often hit the hardest, often. To help address this inequity, see, uh, we're ensuring that overlooked, underserved communities benefit from climate and clean energy projects. Projects, that means spending, that means money, that means redistribution of wealth based on race in the name of the climate because they're not liberals, they're leftists, all right? 
That's the thing about them. It's very different. No one's more illiberal than the leftists. Here's uh, CBS News, which is, I think, the lowest, the least trusted television network now, right? Uh, Fox News is the most trusted television network. And then, uh, believe it or not, CNN and MSDNC are in there. And then I think ABC and then NBC and uh, CBS, there was a poll came out last week. CBS is the least trusted network. I grew up in a CBS News family. But uh, putting that aside, CBS News, air quality alerts issued for Canadian wildfire smoke in Great Lakes, comma, Midwest, comma, High Plains. The High Plains, the High Plains drifter. So air quality alerts issued for much of Montana, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana on Saturday alone because of lingering thick smoke from Canadian wildfires, the National Weather Service said. Driving in this morning, listening to WMAL on the radio, I heard the uh, news report, and it wasn't in the weather, it was in the news report, that all the smoke is in the sky and it's hazy in Washington, D.C. because those damn Canadians keep uh, burning up, uh, I think, all their marijuana fields or something like that. So the U.S. EPA's Air Now Air Quality page rated the air in Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, and Des Moines as unhealthy as of early Sunday afternoon. In Omaha and Cincinnati, the air quality was rated as unhealthy for sensitive groups. Sensitive. Most Democrats are sensitive. They're very sensitive about a lot of things. The smoke concentration expected to wane by Monday across the Great Lakes, Midwest, and Northern High Plains. But there will still be enough smoke in the area for continued unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups. You notice how the this has been kind of a, a non-news story. And it was a complete non-news story until New York City found the smoke. And then they said, hey, what's this? It's like, well, it's been all over the Midwest for weeks, but that's just flyover country, you know. There were nearly 900 active wildfires in Canada on Saturday, according to the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Sentry, C-E-N-T-R-E. Just talk American, all right? Uh, the fires are uh, burning from coast to coast. Why don't you put them out? I got an idea. Um, maybe Joe Biden and the United States of America should do something to help to put them out since we're the ones choking to death on their stinking fires, their Canadian fires. Huh? Axios, a left-wing rag in Washington, D.C. Uh, I love this, uh, too, the CBS story. The Wisconsin, I was texting with my brothers about this in Chicago this morning and California. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resource advised people to close all windows and doors during heavy smoke, especially overnight. Because, you know, smoke can't get in just like it's air or something like that because the smoke is in chunks and uh, like Chunk Todd. And it can't get through the seams. It's not like there's air in your home. But wait, if there's smoke in the air, can't the smoke get into the air in your house? Well, close the windows anyway. Close the doors because, you know, it might sneak in. You know how that is. Could sneak in. I got more on that too. Uh, breaking news, President Biden's plan to introduce a digital dollar is already in progress, and it's vital to understand the potential consequences. 
Contrary to their claims, of course, this initiative is not in your best interest. Time is of the essence, however, so taking action now is absolutely necessary to protect yourself and your retirement. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. Call the experts at American Alternative Assets. Call them today at 888-4-GOLD-20. 888-446-5360. They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. 888-446-5360. Call them today. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah. Canadian wildfire. Yeah, close the windows. That way, maybe no smoke from Canada will get in and you won't get high. There's a lot to unpack. We want to unpack it in bite-sized chunks for you. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Bom, 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 bom. Uh, let's go back to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Andrew calling from Manassas, Virginia. Andrew, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Hey. Um, long time not talk, but I worked for the owner of Little Tavern Restaurants about 25-plus years ago. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know those restaurants. Oh, sure, the little burgers, yeah, and, and the little uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The little houses, they're the best. So, yeah, yeah. So he got here with his association from Ohio, got here from Ohio with his association with Howard Metzenbaum, the longtime very powerful senator from Ohio. And we were talking one day, we got talking about presidencies, I think it was them trying to find somebody to run against Bush. And I brought up Biden. This lifelong Democrat who worked for a very powerful Democrat said that was the most he was the most corrupt, nasty person in the world. And if he became president, it would be the worst thing for the country. And this is 20, 25 years ago. You heard this. Yes. And this is the most congenial man you ever meet. He never owned a car because he liked taking the trains and buses and talking to people. And he was a pal of Howard Metzenbaum, the very liberal Ohio Democrat senator, and uh, Joe Biden, the nastiest, most corrupt senator ever, even back then.
uh, very often talking about Kamala, say the halls of Kamala, like the halls of Shambhala. Because uh, she's a very silly person, isn't she? Yes, she is. Uh, By the way, a story just broke out of the Pentagon that the Pentagon has uh, accidentally been sending millions of emails, accidentally now, to the uh, country of Mali in Africa. The, uh, because of a typographical error, <laughs> Pentagon typo leaked millions of sensitive messages to African nation. The Fox News Channel is reporting. Anders Hagstrom writing the story. A common typo, a typographical error within the U.S. military, has misdirected millions of emails and messages containing sensitive information to the African country of Mali, the Pentagon confirmed Monday. The issue comes from the U.S. military's .mil domain name used for emails, which is commonly mistyped as .ml, which is the domain name for the African nation of Mali. The leak has resulted in the exposure of unclassified but sensitive information. This is what they're saying today. Uh, and a month from now, they'll say, "Well, yeah, there were millions of classified documents too." But right now, this is what they're this is their story, and they're sticking to it. Right? The leak has resulted in the exposure of unclassified but sensitive information, such as diplomatic documents, tax returns, tax returns. They got sending tax returns, passwords. Oh, the passwords at the Pentagon aren't classified. Okay, and the travel details of top officers. That's classified information. The travel details of Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, members of the Joint Chiefs, other top commanders, classified information. According to an initial report from the Financial Times, the Pentagon acknowledged the issue in a statement to Fox News on Monday, saying emails sent outside the .mil domain are typically blocked, typically being the only word that matters there. (laughs) And they said... The Department of Defense is aware of this issue and takes all unauthorized disclosures of controlled national security information or controlled unclassified information seriously. DOD has implemented policy, training, and technical controls to ensure that emails from the .mil domain are not delivered to incorrect domains, Uh, this case notwithstanding millions and millions of emails. Such emails are blocked before they leave the .mil domain and the sender is notified that they must validate the email address of the intended recipients, the Pentagon said. That's what the Pentagon said. While it is not possible to implement technical controls preventing the use of personal email accounts for government business, see Hillary Clinton and her private server, just by the way, the department continues to provide direction and training to DOD personnel. This is a classic Uh, bureaucratic BS statement. The office of the DOD CIO oversees this matter. The statement continued. Uh, Just amazing stuff here. So millions and millions of emails. For how long have they been going to the African nation of Mali? (laughs) Because .mil versus .ml. (laughs) News of the leaks uh, came first from a Dutch entrepreneur who manages Molly's domain, <laughs> Johannes Zerbier. And uh, Zerbier told the Financial Times, 
that he's collected at least 117,000 emails from within the Pentagon since January alone and many more in years prior. He decided not to mention it till now because probably thought it was funny. The risk is real and could be exploited by adversaries of the U.S. I'm sure that they have been exploited by adversaries of the of the U.S. Zerbier warned that his 10-year contract to manage Molly's domain expires this week. That's why he suddenly decided to step up, at which point control will revert to Molly's government, which is closely allied with Russia, just like the Biden family. Dun, dun, dun! No problem. You know, and uh, of course, this comes just days after the China China-based hackers gained access to U.S. government emails through a Microsoft cloud system. <laughs> Microsoft is still investigating. Did you see Apple has a new app uh, for your depression? You know, if you're going into your iPhone uh, to deal with your depression, uh, you've probably just located the source of your depression. Because these things, let me tell you about these things. All right, let's go to Kamala because she is just en fuego. She was uh, speaking over the weekend. Uh, Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, is um, basically retiring. uh, And uh, he is not in the best of health. And uh, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, decided to participate in a Jesse Jackson event where Jesse Jackson was being praised for the many fine things that he has done throughout his lifetime. Um, And, um, you know, he founded the Rainbow Coalition, right? And uh, Kamala Harris apparently just heard about this for the first time or something because she thinks that he invented the rainbow Another uh, rainbow um, as a symbol, an important part of the Bible, the Bible. And um, the people in Chicago are all uh, talking about Kamala Harris's visit because, like the Chicago Tribune in Chicago, Vice President Kamala Harris praises Reverend Jesse Jackson as he is, quote, pivoting, end quote, to, uh, uh, from, from heading uh, rainbow push, uh, you know, uh, Operation the Rainbow Operation Push. These are his his civil rightsy uh, efforts over the years. So here is uh, Kamala Harris uh, praising the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, this was on Friday, I believe, in the city of Chicago. And early on, just think about it. Early on, he even had the audacity to name this coalition the National Rainbow. Coalition. Think about that. He defined the rainbow. He was one of the first to define the rainbow. That's right. He defined the rainbow because it's the rainbow and the rainbow coalition. So he invented the rainbow. I was mistaken. It was not Friday. It was Sunday. And uh, the uh, left wingers at Politico, part of the Democrat Party's steno pool, Kamala Harris and the politics of Jesse Jackson. Vice President Kamala Harris visited Chicago's South Side on Sunday 
to celebrate the Reverend Jesse Jackson's retirement and praise his career of trying to unify Americans. That's what he was trying to do, as it turns out. He should have explained that like 50 years ago. Maybe it would have gone better. It was the perfect setup for a political message to stand together against extremists who have an agenda to divide us, say the people who have an agenda to divide us. And honestly, no president in my lifetime has been more divisive and led to more racial division than Barack Hussein Obama and the Biden, the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, We saw racial division uh, just catch fire during the eight years of Barack Obama and Joe Biden in the White House. Just amazing stuff. And uh, yeah, the unity because, and Jesse Jackson was not, you know, he was divisive at times, but not nearly as divisive as Barack Obama when it comes to racial division. Um, I met Jesse Jackson many times. The first time I met Jesse Jackson, he came to my high school to speak, came to my high school to speak and met Jesse Jackson uh, there. So uh, the, uh, it was a speech, Kamala Harris, that didn't break new ground on the path to 2024. But it was a reminder how important Harris is to energizing the black vote. You know, why, why would a black person vote for someone, uh, for president of the United States, that a white person wouldn't vote for? That's, I want to know, uh, know all about that. What, what are you going to do for a person of one race that you're not going to do for a person of another race? Oh, well, that's right. Kamala Harris says that the projects for clean energy are going to be in communities of color. She tweeted that out on Saturday. So it's money. See, the left is all about buying votes and corrupting people and racial division and racial balkanization, not just polarization, because they, they balkanize a term that comes from the Balkans, where groups are pitted against one another and have been for centuries. And the Democrats love political, racial, gender, Balkanization. Oh, speaking of which, we got that cross-dressing luggage thief in the news today, too. Uh, right now, let's see. Um, we have uh, we have Kamala, Kamala. We've got more Kamala coming up. You know what I would like to see? Sharon, Pennsylvania on the big board. Let's go to Bob. Oh, Bob, calling from Sharon, Pennsylvania, home of my grandfather, Patrick Henry Barnes. Sharon, Pennsylvania. Bob, listening on WPIC. Bob, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. I just need you to bear with me because I'm I'm not as articulate as Kamala Harris here. So if you would uh, <laughs> just bear with me. <laughs> hey, I just I I know this is a little bit off tar, t- topic here, but I just wanted to bring up you know um, for Navy uh, Joe Biden's seventh grandchild to be uh, recognized by by Joe and all the all the people that surround him. I think maybe she needs to just to start to identify as, as a boy. And then and she'd then be in good standing. On harm, on therapy. Oh, she would probably be put into the cabinet and everything. You know, Kamala would love her. Uh, John Pierre, you know, everybody, everyone. She'd be accepted, praised. It's a great idea. So, I don't know if you were here yeah. earlier, Bob. I mentioned that at the Republican convention next year, the nominating convention, President Trump or someone should invite the seventh grandchild and her mother, London Roberts and Navy Joan Roberts, to come to the Republican convention uh, and feature them 
uh, as a demonstration of what the Biden family is really like. Well, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, Joe was having a speech here a few weeks ago or whatever. He was talking about how the, all the kids of the country are, are all, uh, you know, belong to the whole country and all that stuff. But he won't even accept his own, his own blood. And I, I do. I think it's deplorable. It is deplorable. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're uh, calling from Sharon, Pennsylvania. I, uh, yeah, Sharon, Pennsylvania. My, my grandfather, my mother's father, is from Sharon, Pennsylvania, born and raised in Sharon, Pennsylvania. When it was a steel town and uh, had all kinds of cousins there, O'Briens and Donnellys, and uh, and they're uh, I think they're still all over the place, and uh, yes, yeah, and we used to stay there uh, at my cousins' houses in the summertime when we were driving in the Ford Country Squire station wagon from Chicago to New Jersey uh, to go to the beach. You know, we had a beach in Chicago, but it was Lake Michigan. Yeah, and we'd stay in Sharon, Pennsylvania, with our cousins there. Uh, year after year, and I have very fond memories of Sharon, Pennsylvania. Sharon, Sharon's still a good place to live. It's it got devastated from all the mills closing down. You know, it's just a it's a shadow of itself of what it was, yeah. and people have rebuilt. But I got to say that part of our problem around here now is finding people that will work. You know, labor labor is a big issue now, and getting people. I think too many people are you know are on the dole, if you will, and uh, it's it's hard finding finding people to work, and it, and that's what's devastating. The area now is uh, um, small business can't compete and hold on to, you know, employees. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem all over the country. Talked to somebody from Door County, Wisconsin, uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Same thing there. And you know what's happening is illegal aliens are coming in and taking the jobs, right? Well, you you know, I hate to say this because I don't want no illegal aliens coming in. But but they work. They're working. But they work. My God, you get a guy that comes from Mexico, he'll have a job in two days. Yeah. You know, after coming across. I'm not saying that's right, but I was like, my God, what happened to our work ethic? Sharon PA, everyone used to, uh, when I was younger and probably the times you remember, everyone wanted to have, you know, not one job, but two jobs, three jobs, always doing something after work. And, you know, and and that type of thing. And that's right. That that ethic is gone. It's gone. All the old timers, you know, they had their own little gardens out in the yards, and everyone took care of each other. But it's it's just it's not the same. So yeah, that's true. America has changed. I blame the Democrats. You know, absolutely, absolutely, and the left. You know, this. Well, that's right. You know, I I don't hate every Democrat, but I tell you what, I'm really pissed off a lot of them, and I really despise this what they're doing to children. Yeah, I feel bad for these children and the mentally ill with this with this uh, transitioning. You know, they need help, but this this is. You know, to me, you know what I call it when they when they I I I say they're turning these kids into the bathmat, you know, half man, half woman. Yeah, that, that's what I think it is. So. Yeah, yeah, hermaphrodites. It's the uh, Democrat Party's plan for the future of America, and it's not it's not a bright uh, future. Uh, Bob, uh, thank you for the call from Sharon, Pennsylvania. Wonderful, uh, wonderful stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's America, and uh, you know we're uh, we're on the ropes. Uh, America is right now, but. But we're fighting back, and some of us are making sense. I have two jobs. I have two jobs now. <laughs> you know, my Newsmax job, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Newsmax TV, be there. You know, CBD is everywhere. They're putting CBD in everything now. And my friends at Generic CBD have infused CBDs into their new number one best-selling, deep-penetrating muscle and joint cream. And let me tell you something. We've got uh, two bottles at home. I talked to my best girl about it this morning. 
Stuff is amazing. Melts right into your knees, your elbows, your shoulder, your back, your especially those stiff hands and knuckles. It goes to work in seconds. And my best girl said this morning it's a great moisturizer. The company calls calls itself genericcbd.com. You can find it on Al Gore's amazing internet. It's 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 right there. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for a whole lot less cash. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream for free. That's right, for free. You just pay $2.95 with shipping and handling. You know, take care of that. Don't worry, it's not a subscription or anything. No strings attached. They just want you to try it because they know that you're going to love it and come back for more and buy it for people as gifts, too. So get your free sample at genericcbd.com. That's G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com. Genericcbd.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or illness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, boy, yeah, since Bob brought it up, we've got a couple of transgender stories. And in Canada, in Canada, if you've got anorexia, uh, they might put you down like you're a stray dog. That's coming up. And I've got more Kamala. Yeah, that was Kamala yesterday. I think on Friday, Kamala was talking about uh, reducing population. I think that was, uh, you know, every time she speaks. But right now, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to the Great White North. Let's go to our friends in America's hat, America's largest national park. Rick calling from Ottawa. Rick just dropped from Ottawa, Canada. What? Because because the thing about America's hat, about uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to go to uh, Rick calling from Ottawa, Canada. Wanted to talk to him about all this pot smoke coming south from uh, Canada, which is kind of disruptive. Okay, they've got him on the Uh oh. He's back. Okay, well, let's go to let's go to Rick calling from Ottawa, Canada. Now that we're running out of time, I think we're running out of time on Rick. Rick, why is all this pot smoke coming south from Canada? Oh, first of all, in true Canadian fashion, uh, uh, fashion, I would like to apologize for all that unholy smoke that we're sending you. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. Our, our leader, uh, Justin, or some people call him Justine Trudeau, hasn't properly apologized for it, so I would like to do that on behalf of all Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. i got to tell you, Rick, uh, I, I've run out the clock, and I feel bad. Since you called in from a, a completely different country and everything. So I don't know if you want to hang on. I don't know what the phone bills are like there, but uh, I'd like to pick you up after the news. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 